Hello again, this is Tom Walker from Massac Unit School District Number 1. This is March 30th, 2020, and we are recording Episode 7 of our district podcast just to try to provide more information in regards to the current uh, coronavirus uh, situation that we are all dealing with. Uh, once again, I'm joined by our superintendent, Jason Hayes. Thank you, Tom. Again, we're just uh, trying to get another form of communication out there. Uh, we've been posting a lot of this stuff uh, periodically on uh, Facebook, our social media, our Twitter, our webpage. We have a Corona webpage that we've created just to keep uh, the community updated on what we're doing as a school. But this is another form of, of communication, so we'll just go through some of the updates. Um, right now, uh, we are currently closed, um, and that the, right now, what's the uh, the date right now that's that's set officially? Officially, the governor has uh, closed our Illinois schools until April seventh. However, Massac Unit One would be on spring break on April seventh, so we are effectively closed until April thirteenth. Uh, that would be the first day back, Monday the thirteenth. However, as everyone is probably well aware of, we anticipate an extension on that closure. So even though uh, at this time it's set to resume for Mass Unit 1 on April 13th, 2020, we anticipate that will be extended. Okay, and this going off of some potential guidance from different channels, federal government and so forth. Yeah, I think there was a big, uh, there was a big press release, I believe, was it yesterday? Uh, President Trump announced uh, things will be shut down through the end of April, so uh, much of the state anticipates the governor to keep our schools closed until the end of April. I uh, just would like to reiterate that no of official announcement has been made to that result yet. Um, we're waiting to hear. Uh, we did hear from our professional organizations that we should expect an announcement this week. So sometime uh, the week of March 30th, we should know uh, how much longer the schools will be closed, uh, what the next anticipated date of reopening will be, if there is one. There's speculation as to whether or not the governor will close it another two weeks to the end of April, or if he will further extend that into May. We just do not know at this time. Okay, so kind of moving with knowing that we'll be closed for the foreseeable future. Um, what about uh, what we're currently doing? So let's talk about our meal program. Okay, yes, we'd like to congratulate and thank all of our uh, wonderful volunteers and cooks and bus drivers for doing this. We have delivered so far 8,481 student meals uh, to Massac Unit 1 students. Uh, we are continuing that today uh, and we'll continue that as long as there is a need in the community uh, throughout the school closure process. We do intend to uh, continue this delivery service through spring break, uh, which is next week. Uh, so uh, we're going to try to continue the meal delivery through the uh, extended closure. We'll just have to reevaluate that and reassess the need in our community. But on average, I believe, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we are we are delivering somewhere in the neighborhood of, I think it is 1,400 meals a day on average. Uh, we've had uh, as few as 1,150 and as high as 1,602. So I think our average is about 1,400 student meals a day. And this has been a, a tremendous uh, help to the community. Uh, and we'd like to, again, thank the cooks and bus drivers and our staff volunteers for helping us out with that. Uh, we would like to try to continue this as long as we can. Obviously, that may change if, uh, if we have issues with the coronavirus or we have to shut down things because of, of, of other quarantine measures. But and as we've stated previously uh, doing these updates, 
we're just trying to take things a, a day at a time. Um, so again, everything is still rapidly changing, but uh, for the last several days, we have provided this meal service, and we certainly plan to continue to do so um, as long as uh, as long as we can. Um, kind of shifting gears, one of the things that came out in guidance um, over the last few days um, from some of the professional organizations within the state of Illinois is in regards to student work and uh, this uh, remote learning, uh, as I believe they're calling it now. Yeah, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, when they first closed the Illinois schools for the first couple of weeks, they called them Act of God Days. And if you have been in Illinois very long, you know you're probably aware of the Act of God Days in Illinois for schools. Uh, typically, uh, we have five emergency days built in to our schedule for snow days or, or floods or, or whatever event. And uh, if you use more than those emergency days, the state of Illinois generally grants them as Act of God days, and we, we are not required to make those up like in neighboring states as Kentucky is. Um, the first two-week closure up until March 30th, I believe they labeled those as Act of God days just to ensure that everyone was under the understanding that we would not have to make those up. Uh, now, the extended closure from March 31st to April 7th, they have labeled these days as remote learning days, uh, which is a little different than the, the first uh, discussion of remote learning, which they called e-learning days. I think the state has gone back and, and reassessed the ability to um, truly have instruction electronically in some of these rural areas, such as where we live, uh, where access is very limited, regardless of the household uh, where you know the income size or, or where you live uh, there are just some areas that just simply do not have internet access and so the electronic learning I think has shifted and now they're calling it remote learning days so that that's what we're in now uh, currently uh, or actually starting tomorrow they will be remote learning days and so I know um, right before all this began we did have teachers getting together materials for their students and this is what we anticipate to do moving forward. Um, do you want to discuss how we might get this material out to, to yeah, parents? Yeah, you know, we've been looking at, we, we realized initially, uh, you know, they made the announcement very quickly. It was late on a Friday evening that we were not going to have school uh, on the following Tuesday. So we used that, that Monday, which was March 16th, to prepare as much student work as possible and send it physically home with the students. Uh, hopefully to provide enough work for about a two-week window, which we are approaching the end of. Now, uh, since then, we have started collecting information from students. Our teachers have really helped us out, and our guidance counselors, they're, they're using the Remind system to text families to see who has Internet access, adequate Internet access, and who does not. And we're now tracking that. So our goal is on this next round of student uh, work or packets or whatever you want to call it, remote learning work, I guess, um, some of them will be sent electronically to the to the families we know have adequate internet access and then we will target the ones that do not and try to deliver paper packets uh, and collect paper packets as well from the first round so that's what we're in the middle of now uh, we're just trying we took a step back and slowed down just a little bit to collect some information so we could streamline this process and not double up uh, there are some school districts that were doubling up um, the packet work and, and placing them at grocery stores in different places and it was a lot of extra work and extra potential exposure um, that didn't need to happen so we're trying to identify those that we can uh, avoid doing that with and then just targeting those students that that do not have adequate internet access at home okay um, so and we'll, we'll provide as much information as we possibly can about this through our various social media channels remind 
our website and so forth. Um, kind of moving on a little bit right now, and we've already kind of discussed this to a point with possible extension of closure, but there are dates that have not changed. That's true. And, you know, um, getting into that, uh, I think part of the timeline here is, you know, there is a possibility that we will not come back to school this spring. And so I think that's on everybody's mind, and that's why people are asking about these dates and things. And so just just so you know, we do have a contingency for that. We're, we're looking at the possibility of not returning. Again, that has not been announced or anything like that. But in case we are not, we will figure that out. The student work, uh, the remote learning activities, what we're going to focus on is everything for the first three, nine weeks, the first three quarters that we were actually in school because we completed the third one right before this hit uh, for MassEc Unit 1. So all of the work should be review material. We, we anticipate not having this fourth quarter um, of learning like we normally would. Uh, even if we come back in May, obviously we will have missed a big chunk of that. So uh, we, will, we are going to have to adjust our curriculum uh, sequence in the fall regardless. Uh, so everything, our rationale for all of this, our goal for all this remote learning right now, anything we send back should be review material from August until early March when we went out. Uh, and because of that, there are people questioning, what about graduation? What are you going to do with credits? What about prom? Things like that. Those are the dates that you were just talking about. At, at this time, we haven't changed any of those dates. I think it's important to uh, to note that they will likely be changed. Uh, it just depends. At this point, it's looking like they will be changed, postponed if possible. Uh, we simply do not know. Uh, but it's too early uh, to start talking about dates in March, or excuse me, in May. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take this day by day, like Tom said earlier. Things are evolving so quickly, and things are changing so frequently that it's just it's too early right now to talk about are we gonna move prom, are we gonna move graduation. I think it's very likely that we'll have to do uh, both, and our goal will be to simply postpone them and still have some sort of. Uh, uh, celebration for those kids, uh, but again, we just simply do not know at this time what will be, you know, what what we we'll, what options will be available. And to kind of wrap this up, um, one of the things that we've 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 stressed is just to make sure we're kind of following all of our communication channels. Um, so whether it's on Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, we do have a little bit of an active Instagram following. A lot of these things, you know, there's a lot of repetitive information shared, but um, we're just trying to get as many things out there. Uh, we, we'll post a little bit more, um, you know, uh, individualized information uh, either through the school or for a class through Remind. And we certainly expect our Remind traffic to uh, have an uptick um, as, you know, it generally increases anyway. But just with the amount of communication that we're seeing, um, do you want to speak to, to those channels? Yeah, I just, I think, it, you know, this is one, uh, this is kind of a new uh, communication channel for us this podcast uh, i'm not real comfortable with it so i apologize to anyone listening to this but uh this is just one more means that we thought we could help get the word out uh but we do rely heavily on those remind messages that you mentioned and i know uh the amount of messages going back and forth right now are just astronomical uh, just trying to check on everyone and, and make sure everyone's fed for example with our meal delivery uh, i think it's important just to kind of keep an eye on our Facebook page. I've been trying to post updates there as much as possible. And I know Mr. Walker feeds those same posts over to Twitter uh, and Instagram a lot. So those social media pages are, it's just an easy way to get the 
the information out quickly. And also, I think it's important to uh, remind everyone, we still have the Corona update page um, that has a link to some um, some other pages on it, uh, some of the CDC stuff, uh, some preventative measures. It also has some uh, FAQs at the top, so frequently asked questions. We've been getting a lot of the same questions over and over and over, so if you'll take a moment and look at that webpage, uh, there's a link right at the top of MassAct.org. So if you go to MassAct.org and click on the COVID-19 information, you'll get to that, and it may answer some of your questions before you need to ask them. And then we're trying to keep up with the questions posted on the social media. It's just kind of difficult from time to time uh, to get those responses back to you. Well, that about wraps it up for today. Uh, we will uh, certainly be recording more of these in the future uh, as we find out information. So again, uh, you know, follow along with our social media, our website, um, and we will... Uh, check back within you here in a few days yeah thank you for listening to this and again uh, if we hear anything new announcements any any specific dates on the extended closure we will be sure to let you know at this time it's still uh, we are still set to reopen april 13th however we look for that to be extended and we will keep you posted here right. thank you again well have a nice day and thanks for listening